Thank you for listening to this podcast from TheUnheardNerd.com. If you like what you hear, please consider liking, sharing, reviewing, and subscribing on iTunes, Stitcher, or your podcast feed of choice, and help us to keep creating and improving our content. Thank you. With a confirmed four listeners, we are officially more popular than Harvey Weinstein, Weinstein, Wernstein, whatever the fuck his name is, and Kevin Spacey put together. John, this is Jump the Shark. I almost said Betamax and Laser Disc. This is Jump the Shark, the podcast of pop culture from theunheardnerd.com. With me, as always, is John. How are you, John? I'm good, Will. Thanks. Hi, everyone. (laughs) We're back. Episode two. Strong. Going well. Um, big ups to our listeners, Jeffy Jeff, uh, MC Hunter, who, John, amazing coincidence, we managed to put yeah. that show out on his birthday. I know, what ti- how good was the timing there? What a fantastic present for Jeffy Jeff, <laughs> a podcast from us. I mean, you know, I think this word gets out, probably lots of people are going to be asking for that as a special treat. I know, no, it's hard to keep up with the, uh, the quality. <laughs> hard to maintain any kind of quality, but we'll, we'll do our best. Um, also, shout outs to uh, Keith, who um, who was uh, actually asking me um, why didn't I uh, give him a name check in the last show when we were talking about Xbox Connect, which was the homebrew Xbox Live knockoff that we were talking about. Um, yeah. I couldn't remember the name of it, and I was just about to name check Keith when... Uh, we changed the subject, so um, that, that, that's why. Uh, big ups also to uh, Big Daddy Craig and um, and to Bo. Um, awesome. So yeah, four confirmed listeners, and uh, but more downloads. Downloads. The stats on the uh, podcast ho- podcast hosting site <laughs> do suggest that actually some people listen to this. So wow. uh, that's really nice. Um, Thank you, everyone. Yeah, thanks. Um, feedback. Uh, okay. We've had some feedback on the first uh, episode of Jump the Shark, John. Excellent. And um, the the main criticism, again from our friend Keith, was um, you sounded like you were sat in a cupboard under the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> John, could you just for the record confirm or deny were you sat in the cupboard under the stairs, Harry Potter style, recording the last podcast? I was not. I was not in a cupboard under the stairs. <laughs> Good to know. Um, I'd like to just maintain that uh, John is treated equally uh, <laughs> by theunheardnerd.com. And uh, there is uh, there's, there's absolutely no way we, we would mistreat him in that way. Um, he has a seat and everything, as far as I'm aware. <laughs> um, if there are any problems with my voice quality, it's uh, down to Virgin Wi-Fi at the relevant hotel i'm afraid yeah we won't mention names um unless they sponsor us and then they're great (laughs) (laughs) which is never gonna happen so they're shit um uh, other other feedback um i was sent uh, again by uh, our friend keith who's been been quite vocal about the show to be honest you know hyped us up and put us down all at the same time thanks um i was sent a link to a youtube video for how to pronounce ambiguity oh my god and um having listened back to the show um he's got a point i i was saying ambiguity ambiguity <laughs> and it should of course be ambiguity ambiguity it's difficult but once you're in the flow and then you're talking you know it's it just comes out ambiguity ambiguity amb- does it really matter as long as we know what word it's supposed to be <laughs> yeah keith Anyway, <laughs> I sent him a link with um, a fra- how to pronounce the phrase "go fuck yourself," 
which he took in good faith. So um, that was the feedback. <laughs> but if you would like to send us feedback, we'd uh, more than love to hear from you, positive or negative. In fact, we're more likely to read out the negative stuff. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> send your hate mail to... You can, <laughs> Uh, you can email us. It's theunheardnerd at gmail.com. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter. Um, it's at theunheardnerd or at that. F- uh, bleh, 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 bleh. <laughs> it's I at- just know that. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Glad you asked. Um, <laughs> so it's at theunheardnerd or at that nerd will or at UK film nerd. Obviously, John is UK film nerd. I'm that nerd will. And uh, you can find us on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash the unheard nerd. Well, I'm pretty sure it says we respond sometimes on that little bit on our page. <laughs> you know, some people says I usually respond within 15 minutes, usually respond within an hour, uh, <laughs> may respond some point in some time, but we'll, we'll mention you on the show. So uh, we'd love to hear your feedback. Um, hit us up ideas for the show. Uh, any content you want uh, included, what you don't like, let us know and um and, and we'd like to make this show uh, interesting for our listeners all four of them i ordinarily we'd start the show with um what have you watched since last time but i'm going to go off on a bit of a tangent already john okay and um and um, it's, it's uh, i'm going to start on a topic that's um it's not common ground for us to cover um, okay and don't judge me don't judge me i was <laughs> looking at the internet and I was looking at... Careful, careful. I know, it's dangerous, <laughs> dangerous ground. I, and I was looking at a picture, and it may or may not have included um, some boobs. And, <laughs> oh but my focus was unusually drawn away from the boobs and and the rest of the anatomy. And my focus was drawn to the hand of the wonderfully talented lady in the picture. Right. Like I say, don't judge me. I'm not saying how I came across this picture. <laughs> For you know, someone might have emailed it to me and said, look at this. Because in her hand was yes. a sex toy. Okay. Nothing unusual about that in that particular type of content. But <laughs> no. upon closer scrutiny, because I felt this picture deserved closer scrutiny. <laughs> yes. I was amazed to discover <laughs> yes. the sex toy was a xenomorph. It was an alien from Aliens sex toy. It was an alien dildo. A what? black xenomorph dildo. Okay. Okay. Now, everything else forgotten, like why I was looking at that picture. <laughs> this... You must come back to that later. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the bank now. Um <laughs> It, this this blew my mind. I have, sorry, a xenomorph sex toy. I never knew such a thing existed. But alas, they do. And actually, they exist in different versions and variants. You can get like the, the literally the the uh, chest burster. You can get one that, of those. That makes sense. Yep. Um, that's slightly smaller and uh, a more white fleshy coloured, um, like the one in the film. Uh-huh. Uh, and, uh, and and then you can get also like the full size black xenomorph sex toy. I mean, I'm trying to I'm I'm trying to picture this. When you say a xenomorph, are they modelling like just the head? <laughs> just the head. Just the head. Cool. That, I could I could see how the head could be a sex toy, but not like the head and the body because well, the angles would be too weird. Im- imagine the xenomorph looking straight up, horizontally up. 
oh i see they've modded it that way and and with the body sort of you know stretched out and arms to the side and oh i see so you know very geiger you know obviously geiger hr geiger responsible for the look of the alien films and the xenomorphs yes yes um but i i it just made me wonder um I mean, who's out there thinking, do you know what I'd really like to put inside <laughs> me? I'd, re- I'd really like to put a xenomorph inside me. <laughs> um, and it's there. It's available. But um, Ribbed for her pleasure. Very, <laughs> very much so. <laughs> but then, by pure coincidence, John, this is not, not, oh, okay. not another picture on the internet. Oh, right. Okay. Just before The Last Jedi hit cinemas, mm-hmm. there was a range of Star Wars sex toys released. Oh, God. I get the feeling these aren't actually officially licensed. <laughs> actually, no, these ones weren't. They they have um, different names, but it was like, you know, Darth Helmet or something like that, you know. Okay. Or, or Dark Vader, things like that, you know. Um, so you know what they were supposed to be, but um, yeah, yeah, there was a C-3PO version. Oh, God. <laughs> R2-D2. Um, and and uh, you know, like Darth Vader, Stormtrooper, um, sex toys. So I, I was just wondering, you know, this is a whole market that I never knew existed pop culture sex toys. <laughs> um, so I'm going to do a little bit more research into that, and maybe on the next show, I'll um, I'll reveal my findings, um, and maybe some pricing and, and where to buy them as well. <laughs> I haven't got that far, I'm afraid. It's certainly not something I'm going to suggest <laughs> we introduce into the uh, Harrison household. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, so there we are, sex toys. Um, oh. I thought I'd throw that in there. We wouldn't have done that on the old movie show, would we? Well, well, nerds can be girls as well, so, you know, fair play. Absolutely, yeah, though, but, I mean, you know, we wouldn't necessarily talk about sex toys on our movie. Oh, no, no, it's quite a it's a very different opening. It's going to take quite a while to beat that opening, I think. It certainly will. <laughs> With that done and dusted, I was so excited, I just needed to get that news out there. <laughs> That's fine. Um, <laughs> let's do What Have You Watched Since Last Time, John? Quite a bit. Oh, I just I saw the latest Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, was it Dead Men Tell No Tales? I, I don't know, mate. I don't know how I many of those the they've made. Because it's it's got several names depending on where in the world you live. Uh, it's, it's Salazar's Revenge, I think, in America. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's quite entertaining. Has it still got Johnny Depp in it? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, oh, uh, CGI Johnny uh, Depp. I don't. You know, you don't oh, seem too oh, sure. The, the, yeah, the, um, there is some young CGI Johnny Depp, which is just odd. Okay, you know I'm not uh, a fan of CGI people. I know, I know. Whereas, whereas I think the the highlight of that has been uh, the Michael Douglas Ant Man, which mm. is which is fantastic. This this CGI Johnny Depp is more like your um, what's his name, uh, Kevin Bridges, is it? Uh, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges from Tron. Yeah, that was awful. It, Tron Legacy. Exactly that kind of level of cgi it's like oh this is he just looks odd yeah i i, I mean I, there have been a few examples of uh, cgi people generally trying to make them look younger obviously rogue mm. one we had grand moff tarkin and uh, princess leia now i love that film but those two characters those cgi characters take me out of the film every time like, i just can't i can't deal with it it's like i know they're fake yeah. i can't go with it <laughs> um an example that wasn't too bad and I think within the context of the film, this, mm-hmm. th- there's a reason. Was um, Robert Downey Jr. in whichever Avengers film it was? <laughs> was it? Was it? Or it might even have been um, Civil was War. 
maybe. maybe Civil War, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's what. That's very well done. That's good. Not not bad. I mean, I could still. Yeah, you can still tell that it's CGI, but it, it's meant to be. It's like a hologram and everything. So ah, I see. I can yeah. kind of go along with that. Jeff CGI Jeff Bridges was the worst. Um, you know, they hadn't figured out how mouths worked at that point. <laughs> Um, and there was another example. I can't. Oh, I can't think of it. But um, okay, so is Johnny Depp actually in the film as an older person in the present, or is it just CGI young Johnny Depp? No, that's that's just for a um, a flashback sequence telling some telling some story. It is just normal Johnny Depp as Captain Jack Sparrow in another another adventure on the high seas. How many of those up. films have there been though? There's been loads. This is the, this is the fifth one. Fifth. Wow. And you get you do get the feeling that they're trying to pass it on to uh, uh, a couple of other major characters in the story, but I I don't know if we, do we need a six one I don't think so. Hmm. At least this story the story was easy to follow this time a lot more than two and three got quite confusing. I can't even remember what happened in numbers two and three to be honest. I, I think I've only seen the, maybe the first two, uh, or, or maybe I saw the first one and then the third one. I can't remember. I think I've, <laughs> I've seen two of them. I think. Yeah. Um, I'm not really a fan of swashbuckling. Yeah, just generally Swash, swashbuckling and <laughs> and you know Lord of the Rings, not my back, yeah. not really. Okay, what else cool, have you cool. watched, John? I saw Justice League. Oh, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Do you need counselling? No, I think I, I think I'll be okay. It's one of those films I think that I just kind of forgot about everything and just enjoyed it, and then uh, when I thought about it afterwards, my joint level then starts to slow, slightly start going down the hill. Uh, the Last <laughs> Jedi picking, effect. Picking, yeah, it's like picking all the holes in it. Uh, I mean, the big. Uh, have you seen Justice League? No, no. I do, I do the, intend the, to. The, yeah. The, the plot is paper thin. There's there's barely any plot. Hmm. It's ba- I can't remember his guy, the guy's name now. The main bad guy wants to collect these three powerful cubes that are hidden in different places, and with them he's going to destroy the Earth. Why? Don't know. Never find out. Oh. Um, wow. <laughs> but he's just hell bent on doing it. And uh, Batman, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, and the Flash. Uh, are going to go try stuff him. Mm. They've got to learn to work as a team as well. <laughs> the the DC movie universe is in poor shape, isn't it? It's not. Oh just, yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's, shape. it's on life support. They're they're getting to the point where like, mm, should we just let it die, <laughs> or should we keep it alive <laughs> a little bit longer? And they've just put someone new in charge of the uh, DC have, yes. extended universe, haven't they? Um, I mean, the late the latest rumours are going around that uh, Warner Brothers don't want Affleck as Batman. And apparently, Jake Gyllenhaal is going to be the new Bruce Wayne. But <laughs> well, I mean, you hear rumours that uh, Batfleck doesn't want to be Batman. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, no, he's like, he's going to direct the next one. Wasn't he? I'm going to direct the next one, but and I'm going to be in it. Uh, I'm not going to direct it, but I'm still going to be in it. And now he's not going to be there. I don't know. It's just I can't see Jake. What Gyllenhaal. a mess! Jake Gyllenhaal as Batman doesn't work for me. No. I mean, there's an incestual element to that as well, because um, obviously his sister was, <laughs> was um, <laughs> fuck, whatever her name was in um, the, the, when she turned in from Katie Holmes into J- uh, Maggie Gillinghall. Oh, yes, yes. What's her name? Um, uh, 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 oh, fuck it. Rachel. Rachel. Rachel Dawes. Uh, Rachel's good enough. I remember Rachel. I remember, <laughs> Batman, I remember Batman screaming Rachel, so that's close enough. <laughs> Pretty sure it's Rachel Dawes. Um, yeah, so so uh, Katie Holmes was Rachel in the f- in the Batman Begins, mm-hmm. and then Maggie Gyllenhaal was Rachel in The Dark Knight. That's right. And now if Jake Gyllenhaal is Batman, effectively <laughs> he got off with his own sister. 
I don't like the, the sound of that. It doesn't sound right. So um, I'm vetoing no. that one. Um, if Fair that enough. happens, I'll be outside cinemas with banners saying <laughs> Batman shagged his sister or something like that. You'll be standing next to the um, the, the release the Snyder Cut crowd. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, really? I, I mean, I think if the film had have come out and Snyder hadn't, I mean, obviously tragic circumstances um, that led him to leave the production of that film. Mm. I think you know, his daughter was very ill or died or something. Um, I obviously did my research on that, and, <laughs> and so he couldn't carry on with the film. And and so um, is it just it was just Whedon took over. Didn't That's it? right. Yeah, ju- yeah. Just Whedon come come in, did extensive reshoots, and finished off the film. Right. So if it was it was shit after Joss Whedon had his go, but I guarantee if if everything had gone swimmingly, it still would have been shit, and people would have been <laughs> you know saying, oh, bring Joss Whedon into the DC universe, he'll do a better job. Um, yeah, shame, shame. Um, I really wanted the DC and, universe to to work because I like the characters, um, yeah, for probably a bit more than Marvel characters, but the films are shit. <laughs> and um, Henry Cavill's upper lip didn't help either. God, yeah, dodgy CGI. I mean, that was our yes. intro last week, which was weak in itself, but apparently the CGI is even worse. <laughs> it's it's terrible. I mean, um, slight spoiler, Superman's not in it that much, and it, when he does turn up, it must have been everything they reshot because you just can't help looking at his top lip and going, what's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Why has he got CGI Jeff Bridges' mouth? <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Well, Justice League is a bit of a, a, bit of a duffer. What what else have you watched, John? Oh, just me, is it? Okay. Um... Well, I've watched stuff, but you know, I'm just asking. <laughs> right, okay. Just asking you. God, and that was the last episode of Jack the Shark. <laughs> uh, they disbanded due to uh, artistic differences. <laughs> All right, you do okay. one, then I'll do one. Okay. Okay. Um, so I think uh, we'll say quite an old one. Uh, it's several years old. I, I saw um, Idiocracy. I don't know what that is. I heard that one. Um, uh, the name I've now instantly forgotten. The guy who created Beavis and Butthead. Do you know what? I think that is uh, actually on TV tonight. I, I think... saw it on. I saw it on the Sci-Fi Channel around Christmas time. I think it's on Film Four tonight. For, <laughs> for viewers in other countries, their channels in this country. Um, I th- I'm sure it's on Film. I, I swear, I was at work where we have E4 on constantly, so everyone. Can All right. Watch the fucking big bang over and over it's on all day and if it's not big bang it's the goldbergs and if it's not the goldbergs it's (laughs) how i met your mother and if it's not how i met your mother it's fucking melissa or some i don't even know some bollocks but i swear i saw i saw an advert for that um idiocracy what's it like anyway it's quite funny actually it's surprising it's funnier than i thought it's gonna be it's the story of um zap braff goes to a medical experiment where apparently um he's like the most average man in the army and they need the most and they pick him because he's the most average boring man and the plan is to try and freeze him and hibernate him for a year but they essentially i won't get into the whole the whole backstory about it but the guy running the running the project is arrested and taken off base for the way he set up the project uh which means the project is essentially forgotten about (laughs) and uh he's left for uh, was it three or five hundred years? And he wakes up in an America that's it's, it's just come completely dumbed down and stupid. And he's like the smartest man in the country. Oh my god, <laughs> that sounds quite interesting. It is. It's um, it, it feels very now. Funnily enough, the way that things are going in America. <laughs> oh man, don't get me started on Trump. 
I no, mean, don't. At the risk, a whole, new, whole new podcast. <laughs> at, at the risk of um, you know uh, putting off listeners before they've even started, perhaps I'd be mean, fuck Trump. Quite frankly, <laughs> the man is an idiot. Um, he really is. It's just unbelievable, unbelievable. Anyway, okay. Um, I have watched a few things. I've been watching a bit of TV lately. Uh-huh. Um, I've been watching a few more episodes of Punisher, which I'm enjoying. So I've only oh, yeah. done three episodes now, um, but I'm I'm enjoying Punisher. Um, and I have been watching, started watching the second season of Dirk Gently, um, Holistic Detective. Uh, okay, so yeah, someone else mentioned that to me this week. Um, did you watch the first season at all? No, I've not. I've, I'm a bit confused. Wasn't that originally a, a, an English show? Um, and then, the, and then the Americans made their own version or something. Yeah, it's by the same author who wrote Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, Douglas Adams. Douglas Adams. There you go. Um, so it's all based upon his work. Uh, uh, there's definitely been comic books of it. Um, I don't. I, su- I, I suspect there's been novels, but I haven't read them. Um, but uh, the the show it is Americanized. Um, it's got uh, fuck it. What's his name? Um, <laughs> The hot, not the Hobbit, the the guy from Lord of the Rings. No, I don't know who I'm talking about. The the little actor, not Daniel Radcliffe. Is it Daniel Radcliffe? That's Harry Potter. Oh, Elijah I, Wood. It, Elijah Wood. <laughs> Those two are interchangeable. Everyone knows that. Uh, <laughs> that's awful, isn't it? Um, yeah, <laughs> Elijah Wood. Um, it. I mean, he plays an American. Is he American? <laughs> Am I getting confused? I don't know. You watch it. (laughs) I don't know what's going on. Um, I've just done a quick IMDb. And yes, um, Samuel Barnett plays Dirk Gently, who's Mm -hmm. in the show is very English. I don't know if he actually is. Um, Elijah Wood is his sort of sidekick, um, Todd. And, um, and, And yeah, the whole show, I mean... The thing I love about it is it's it's really well cast. They're not most of them are not well known actors, but they're mm-hmm. all quirky. They've all got like little quirks and ticks, and they all have interesting features, and and they all play their characters really really well. And they're uh-huh. o- over the top. They're zany. It's crazy. I mean, there's there's one girl in it who um, her whole purpose in life is just to kill people. Okay, and she seems to only kill the people that need killing, and for some reason you know she could kill other people but she doesn't kill them because they're the people that don't need killing and it's really zany and she doesn't know she's just like crazy and all over the place um and sort of struggling with almost like some sort of compassion um coming through but um the whole thing is is just crazy you never know what's going to happen like the plot is like you kind of know they know what they need to achieve but they have no idea how they're going to achieve it it seems impossible And then a car will fall from a tree, and somebody <laughs> like, like you know, and Dirk gently will appear from the boot of the car. He's like, I'm not sure how I got in there. And and a minute ago, I was in a bed in a facility, and uh, then I slipped through the mattress, ended up in the car boot, and then the car hit the floor and he fell out. And it's that kind of zaniness, <laughs> it's that kind of craziness. Yeah. Um, it's really really enjoyable. Uh, you know, well shot, quite funny, um, quite graphic at times as well. But uh, yeah. Dirk Gently is is definitely uh, something I would recommend. If uh, we loved the first season and uh, we started watching the second season now, which is good. Excellent. Uh, do you want to do one or should I carry on? Uh, I can try another one. I watched uh, I this in the last few days actually. I've been watched ep- uh, the rest of Future Man season one. Oh, okay. How'd that turn out? That's fucking brilliant. 
is it? <laughs> that is, it is, yes, I really enjoyed that. It's really funny all the way through. Oh, wow. Uh, and is it... Uh, you... Loads of time travel. Uh, just oh, it's just it's just really funny. <laughs> lot lot of pop culture references. Oh yes, lots more sort of Terminator jokes, Back to the Future jokes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, and well, yeah, well, I only saw obviously we saw the first episode. If you don't yes. know the circumstance of that, listen to the first show. And um, is is the rest of the season indic- like sort of in a similar vein? Is that show indicative of the rest of the season? Maybe not quite, but it's still it's still. It's still high up there. It's, it's, I just really enjoyed it. Um, for, uh, the one of my favourite jokes is I keep remembering at the moment is a uh, tiger and wolf to try and fit in to a dinner party with Josh's parents, mm-hmm. and one of the, one of the guests at this dinner party is this lady in her sort of fifties, like a, a divorcee. Yeah, and she's and she's like eyeing out wolf for obvious reasons because he's a, a macho a soldier from the future. For those who don't know, and. Um, Wolf's trying to fit in, and he just stands up and like goes, "I have to go pee now," and just walks <laughs> off to and walks off to the bathroom, and she follows him. It turns out they call their mouths rat holes, because <laughs> because Josh tries to kiss Tiger at one point. She goes, "Oh, because you try to do rat hole to rat hole to me," and he goes, "What do you mean rat hole?" And she goes, "What else do you call the, the hole in your face you stuff rats into?" Because <laughs> because obviously they're from the for those who don't know, these Wolf and Tiger are from the future, and that's one of the, how they survived in their future. They had to eat rats. So this divorce, he tries to kiss Wolf in the bathroom. And he's like, oh, don't try and rat hole me. And she goes, I'll do something else. And then she, she disappears down out of shot. And he just starts like huge grin on his face and starts going, oh, oh. Like that. <laughs> and then so a bit of time passes. And then Wolf just walks back into the dinner party and goes, hey, have you guys ever had one of those blowjob things? <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then, the divor- and then the divorcee walks out and goes back to the table. And she goes, and she goes oh, what are you doing? And he goes, oh, I was just telling everyone what you're doing, uh, doing to my penis with your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> Nice. So it's kind of yes. crass all the way through. Uh, there are crass, lots of crass moments. Yes, about one 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 per episode, maybe that kind of quota. It's, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I didn't realise it's going to be that funny. It's been that it's been given a second season as well. Hmm. Last night I decided to watch Dark Tower, the uh, the film based on the series of Stephen King books. Okay, that had quite bad reviews. Not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> okay, confirming that. I've. I've, I've I've no interest in in horror generally as a rule, so I've never read a, a Stephen King book. But considering there's like I think it's about seven books in total, this franchise, this film, I could see why it failed. It's just it just comes across as kind of a, a generic adventure. Okay, there's nothing really that made it stand. I mean, you don't even find out why the bad guy played by Matthew McConaughey is is doing what he's doing in any way. Okay, I, I I don't know anything about the subject matter. I don't. I've not read the book. Yeah, I haven't yet read any in-depth reviews. I haven't sort yeah. of you know investigated or, or yeah re- read about why the film is so bad. Um, the only thing that sticks in my mind is somebody saying, um, "I don't know how, but they managed to fuck it up." You know, what sh- <laughs> should have been quite an easy film to make and and to adapt uh, actually is is a, is a real. Um, it's a real shit pile. Well, I, I did a little, uh, little bit of research afterwards to find out, you know, how it was. It's so messy, and mm. uh, apparently J.J. Abrams was given the task of turning it into a film, mm. and uh, he turned it down after a while, saying, "No, it can't be done. There's just too much. I can't turn seven novels into one film." Mm. So Ron Howard was brought on board, who uh, people may currently just finished helping out finish uh, the new Han Solo movie. Mm-hmm. 
uh, he planned to do, I think it was two movies and then have a, a TV series either underpinning that or acting as a, a continuation. Mm. Um, but Universal were like, no, that's um, that's too expensive. Mm. And they gave it to this other guy, I can't even remember his name, uh, who produced uh, uh, the film slash mess slash. Mm. <laughs> mm, shame. It's just it's just it's just a generic adventure. That's all how I can describe it as. It's, it's, it's all right to watch, but it doesn't. Am you I, know, I just feel like it's missing stuff. Am I right to say Idris Elba stars in that? Yes, he plays the gunslinger. Uh huh. Okay. Okay, so one to avoid them. Yeah, yeah. Or you can watch it and just be like, meh. So, <laughs> okay. It's not so bad, it's worth avoiding, but it's just, it's just meh. You know, sometimes, John, bad films come along. Films that maybe you don't enjoy, maybe other people do enjoy and you still don't enjoy. Mm. Maybe sometimes you give them a second chance, and that's exactly what I did with Star Wars The Last Jedi. <laughs> you watched it again. I went back to the cinema uh-huh. with my wife for a second time and with my kids, mm-hmm. um, who we just desperately needed to get out of the house and needed an excuse to go to the cinema. So we went, comf- yeah. comfy seats, fell asleep. I fell asleep. No. I fell asleep in that film. Now, I said the first time I watched it, I had trouble staying awake. Yeah. I, I failed. I, I fell asleep for at least 15 minutes in the film. Couldn't. I, just, I don't like it. I do not like that <laughs> film. And there's and again, like the same bits I enjoyed in the first viewing, I enjoyed yeah. again. You know, the, the spectacular space scenes, the the, the battle on Crete. Crete whatever it's called, the salt planet. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. I still laughed at the, at the comedy and the, and the one liners, but um, I, again, you know, we get to the princess Leia scene floating in space and, <laughs> and, and so I turned off, I switched off mentally. I just, I didn't enjoy it oh. again. So yeah, shame. I did try. I tried, <laughs> but I uh, couldn't, uh, just couldn't stay on board. But you did mention Ron Howard and mm-hmm. you did mention solo and Indeed. um of uh, i had a few tabs saved on my on my phone um of things uh the first one is geeky sex toys alien um <laughs> the second one is that today as of now um we have a, a an official synopsis for solo a star we wars do. story so i'm going to read that out get ready for blandness everyone <laughs> um yeah this will uh, blow you away <laughs> Board the Millennium Falcon and journey to a galaxy far, far away in Solo, a Star Wars story. An all-new adventure with the most beloved scoundrel in the galaxy. Through a series of daring escapades, deep within a dark and dangerous criminal underworld, Han Solo meets his mighty future co-pilot Chewbacca and encounters the notorious gambler Lando Calrissian in a journey that will set the course of one of the Star Wars saga's most unlikely heroes. That's it. <laughs> so everything we knew, really, um, pretty much anything you could guess from the title of the film is in that. You could probably you could probably make up that synopsis by watching the original trilogy. I mean, it's like... It's like it, it's, not, it's nothing new there. really doesn't give you anything at all, does it? It's, uh, it's, no. All right, Han Solo, he's going to meet you back here, yeah? We already know that he won the uh, Millennium Falcon. All oh, spoilers. He won the Millennium Falcon from Lando <laughs> Calrissian, um, who has been a friend and not friend at various times in their relationship. And uh, we're going to tell that story. And probably we'll show the Kessel Run bit in there as well. So I think, yeah. that's, I think that's pretty much confirmed. 
I'm kind of hoping it's a bit like Fast and Furious in space, where they're sort of doing <laughs> drag racing with the Millennium Falcon, and um, you know, just well, considering the, um, I don't know if you've seen, have you seen you've seen that one piece of promo art that leaked? Yeah, but was that even genuine? Ah. Uh, well, because the some uh, st- uh, some solo Lego set images leaked the those, other day. Those, yes, I've seen. So and I thought you meant the poster. Oh, but they've all got that poster in the corner of the Lego box. Oh, I see. Okay, so it's genuine. So it, it must it must be genuine. And um, one of the one of the Lego sets that leaked is the uh, the Millennium Falcon, mm-hmm. and it's and it's called the Kessel Run Millennium Falcon, I think. Ah, okay. And uh, the big difference is, you know, the two mandibles on the front, mm-hmm. the space, the gap in the middle is filled in, which makes perfect sense. And uh, and it's got blue stripes on it. Mm-hmm. Which is different. Apart from that, it's still roughly the same Falcon. So different, different gun yeah. on the top. Uh, I, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, um, the, it's oh, okay. got one forward-facing big gun on the on the top, rather than the ones that we see Luke and Han using. Great kid, don't get cocky. Fuck you, old man. Um, <laughs> that bit was cut from the film. That second bit. Yeah, I don't remember that bit. Yeah. <laughs> first, first bit was in there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I quite like the look of it with the with the wedge in the front. Yeah, it's like um, it looks all right. I quite like it. Uh, yes, I mean, obviously, the first time you, you see it in in Star Wars and Solo says I've made plenty of modifications to it. So yeah, yeah, makes sense. It's gonna it's gonna look different. Mm. But uh, I yeah, well yeah, I've read a lot of articles saying that um, there is nothing to look forward to in Solo. It's gonna be a huge disappointment that the whole film because you got a different character playing Han Solo. And, mm-hmm. and everyone's always you're always going to compare that actor to Harrison Ford and it's an unfair comparison uh, it's going to be yeah and there's no way that he can really live up to that character it, also it's telling a story that pretty much people already know to a degree I mean I'm, you know I'm sure they can f- fill it out and, and there'll be more to it but essentially that you you're telling the audience something they already know with different actors that they yeah they've already fallen in love with with different actors playing the characters mm. um and and it's just doomed to failure so uh, it's a negative view and i i don't <laughs> hold with it you know i i'm always optimistic about star wars you know even the prequels i was optimistic and i, I think, think we all were <laughs> even in denial a little bit after seeing them you know so, but it's star wars I, it can't be bad <laughs> <laughs> it's not about tax disputes honestly yeah but, uh, yeah, well, there was uh, there was a, a a rumor that came out about literally Christmas Day Boxing Day that uh, they said that Disney are prepared for Solo to completely bomb. They mm. they think it's going to be a complete mess. Um, Shame. Uh, the guy I can't remember his name. The guy who's playing Solo apparently can't act very well. We had to have an acting coach with him all the time. Yeah. And um, they just they're just prepared for a complete flop. Apparently they've written it off already. It's like oh god. But then again, that's a uh, that's a rumor from a, one of those sort of in quotes trusted sources. So I take it with a pinch of salt because there were a lot of oh, you have to, yeah. concerns surrounding Rogue One before that came out. The number oh yeah, of, there was yeah the number of reshoots and you know the, the fact that I think the the release date was put back and you know I still I maintain that that's one of the best Star Wars films made to date. It's with the exception of the CGI bits. I I love that film from start to finish and I think I've, mm. I I have now enjoy it more every time i watch it um so i don't know i mean uh, you've got to give solo a chance i think oh you can't you can't write it off without seeing anything i mean mm. 
no doubt people are right off after the first trailer as the internet does yeah but uh, eh, we'll see we'll see um keeping on a star wars theme but changing away from the movies and to tv um, I don't mm-hmm. know if you watched this, John. It's, it's a fantastic... I think you did watch it, actually. In fact, I know you watched it because you messaged me. Um, <laughs> the Toys That Made Us. Yes. Netflix, four-part series, uh, and it just focuses on the stories of the toys uh, made by some of the, the you know the biggest, maybe not at the time, but became the biggest toy companies in the world. So it starts with the Star Wars toys produced by Kenner. Um, it mm-hmm. continues with Barbie made by Mattel. Uh, and then on to um, He-Man and G.I. Joe. And it tells the stories of those toys, you know, how they came to be, the concepts behind them, even how they, they came up with the, the initial you know, toys the, themselves, like the, the, the sample toys or the, or the, you yeah, know, the tester the prototypes. toys. Prototypes. Um, what I thought, you know, I thought it, it popped up on my feed. I wrote a little review on, on the website, theunheardnerd.com. And... Um, it was a bit of a surprise. Yeah, it popped up on my feed, you know, because you're a nerd, and I started watching it, not really with high expectations, because the the production value is quite low. It's obviously <laughs> made on a low budget, but they actually managed to tell the story really well, and the the story of the toys, like how they came to be, some of the, the the stuff they did, the most collectible toys, and the first show in particular that focuses on Star Wars. Obviously, you know, it's designed to drag people in. Star Wars is a huge draw, and mm. um, you know, attract people into the, watching the rest of the series, which I did. And um, it, it's really fascinating, you know, how they they took Fisher Price toys initially and and sculpted them into Star Wars figures because they had such <laughs> a short turnaround to get the toys out ahead of the release of the original Star Wars in 1977. And yeah, um, yeah I, I found it really fascinating. I know you watched that episode. What, what did you think? Yeah, really, really enjoyed anything. Uh, no fault to them. I I watched literally a documentary a couple of weeks beforehand, almost like a longer version of that program. So. Mm. A lot of it was repeat, but if you hadn't watched it before, it was still fascinating stuff. Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it. it, and you know, it speaks to the people that made the toys, and it tells the story of how George Lucas, you know, held back on on releasing information that would have got the toys manufactured by probably a bigger toy maker at the mm. time. Um, you know, generally they needed two years to put out a toy line ahead of the release of the film. Um, but they had six months to turn it around and they went to Mattel and they said, no, it's not enough time. And they went to some of the other bigger companies who said the same thing. Yeah. So no. they, they ended up with this tiny company um, from uh, Wisconsin, I think. I can't remember now. Oh, no, neither can no, I. Massive, <laughs> massive, uh, somewhere in America. And, um, <laughs> and uh, uh, they worked on like, the 12th floor of this office block and they were a tiny company, but they got this huge deal and, uh, and they managed to um, negotiate that the deal would last for the, the, the eternity. It would go on forever Pretty indefinitely, much, yeah. in perpetuity, uh, <laughs> as long as they paid Lucasfilm $10,000 a year. Oh, yeah, is it? Yeah. Or, you know, generated that much in royalties for the company. And um, the only time that came undone was when there was the gap between you know, uh, the, um, the Last Jedi, uh, so Return of the Jedi, and um, and then the first prequel. And Phantom Menace. Yeah, exactly. They forgot to pay the $10,000, didn't they? Well, they were taken over by Mattel. Kenner were taken over by Mattel. Oh, yeah. uh, Mattel didn't see any worth in it because there were no films coming out and there was no nothing new to make no more toys to make and they thought it had had its day and so they were like fuck it we won't bother paying <laughs> and then 
you know, Lucas came back with the prequels and he was able to renegotiate a, a much better deal with the toy line. But a really fascinating behind the scenes story. And I did go and watch the Barbie one. And I don't think you did, did you? No, I, I, uh, uh, I was watching them with, uh, with my other half and we decided to skip Barbie and G.I. Joe because we don't really know those toys. So we decided to... But you know, I don't know much about them either. My girls have had Barbies and I think my wife has murdered them somehow and disposed <laughs> of them. She's not a big fan of Barbie. You know, that okay. whole you know, false body image thing yeah. doesn't sit well with her. Um, she's not done the same with the Elsa and Anna and all the other <laughs> Disney fairies, whatever they are. Yeah. Princesses. Um, but, um, you know, I, I, I still, I watched it and it was still fascinating because Barbie originally was based on some like slutty German doll that guys would give to women if they wanted to have sex with them. It was, oh, okay. <laughs> that's that's what it was based on, and and you know, you go through the different you know body shapes and tweaks and designs and you know the, the the introduction of Ken and all these different things and how that sort of diluted and uh, the market for boys' toys um, because it, I, it's just fascinating the way it all fits together because it kind of fits with all the other stories as well. Um, and then I went, went on to watch the He-Man one, which I, I'd never realised that the toys came first, and then they made the TV series afterwards. I always presumed it was the other yeah. way around. <laughs> um, and then the G.I. Joe one, which again was fascinating, because it's another story of somebody coming up with a really great idea, getting bought off in hindsight very cheaply, and somebody else turning it into a multi-million dollar industry, and, and actually you know, absolutely raking it in. Um, so it's, yeah, I love I love that little behind the scenes, and they're very easy to watch. You you don't have to watch them all in one go. You can stop and come back to them, pick it up very easily. Um, so that was a really interesting series, one I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed the He Man episode. I think that was the the best one out of the two I watched because mm. I didn't know anything about He Man, especially the way uh, each of the designers who were all interviewed separately all claim to be the origins of certain things. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I come up with the word He Man. No, I come up, I come up with the word He Man. He he doesn't know what he's talking about. It's like, yeah. Oh dear. Hmm. So okay, well, there we go. That's uh, that's TV and movies well and truly covered for this episode, John. Did uh, you want to go back to um the Star Trek Discovery? Let's have a talk about Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, that's good. Um, I was a little bit um unsure about it. It it, it, it came. It, it had. It's had two halves, isn't it? A season of two halves. Yes. Um, the first season ended sort of end of November time, I think. About yeah, yeah, sort of just yeah. First half of the season, That's about right? And yeah. Then it came back in in January, and yeah. um, I had a little little trouble getting on board with it. First, I was watching it and enjoying it as a sci-fi series, mm-hmm. but not enjoying it as Star Trek. Okay. Uh, it's not the Star Trek I know. It 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 yeah. There's there's you know people get killed in it there's swearing in it okay yeah and it just has a very different tone and feel to anything i've ever watched to star trek which kind of goes up to the next generation and a little bit of deep space nine and and then stops right other than the films i've watched all the films yeah and and i like the reboot like the the reimagined uh, movie franchise as well you know that jj abrams kick-started Mm-hmm. I like those, and that has very much a, an authentic Star Trek feel to me. This series is very different. It's very dark. It's it's you've got a captain of a ship that is a little bit rogue, a little bit uh, underhand in these tactics, 
um, a bit of a warmonger, perhaps. Maybe. And um, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't really on board with it as Star Trek. Um, but I have, as it's gone on, become more invested in it. More invested <laughs> in the characters. That's interesting because from your previous comments, I thought you'd stop watching it altogether. No, no, I haven't stopped. No? It just wasn't really Star Trek for me. It didn't okay. feel like Star Trek. I don't like the way the ship moves and warps through dimensions or whatever the fuck it does. <laughs> okay. I don't. I don't visually. That doesn't appeal to me. Like, it kind of twists and turns, and like, it's like that's weird. Um, <laughs> so uh, I don't like that aspect of it. But um, and, and they've you know reimagined the Klingons and and Dorans and you know, the Vulcans pretty much look the same. Um, but um, they've done. It's, it's a very different prospect for star trek fans i don't know what the general consensus is what the feeling is amongst star trek fans whether they like it or don't like it um now your i know your wife is a huge trekkie trekker yes. i don't know which one she is <laughs> um and you're a big fan as well i believe uh i i'm, I'm you know partial to a bit of trek i'm obviously a more star wars than trek but yeah i'm saying I, mean, I watched yeah i watched um i've seen all of next gen uh, only a tiny bit of DS9. I think I've, I think I've seen all of Voyager. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and maybe or maybe two or three episodes of Enterprise. <laughs> yeah, I never got on board with Enterprise, but I think I was at an age where I had other things to do. Um, yeah, probably like drugs and stuff. <laughs> Don't remember. It's probably high. Um, but um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, what are your th- thoughts on it? What what? How do you, how are you feeling about Discovery? Um, I've just accepted it for what it is, and I'm just absolutely bloody loving it, to be honest. Especially, uh, how up to date are you? Are you have you have you yeah. jumped into the second half? Oh yeah, 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 fully up to date. Yeah. Uh, obviously, obviously, at time of recording, I haven't seen the one that's just been on. Okay, I'm ahead so of I've, you then. <laughs> so, I've seen the one before where they established they're in this mirror universe, and it's just been absolutely fantastic. Okay, I mean that's that's something that. I want to touch on. So uh, there, yeah. uh, at time of recording, there are 11 episodes out. I, I've seen up to 11. You've seen up to 10. So no spoilers yeah. for episode 11. But what they've done is that in the first half of the season, they've established um, the universe kind of as we know it, Star Trek universe, but yeah. under very different terms. Like I say, they're, they're on the brink of war with the Klingons or they're at war with the Klingons. And, um, and, and, you know, things are not as squeaky clean as we used to in Star Trek. You know, the no. prime directives and all that, and the Starfleet, I don't know, rules and regulations for want of a better description. Um, and then what they've done, the second half of the season, they've forgotten all about that and t- <laughs> taken you to a completely alternative universe. And now you've got to get used to that as well. And that, that yeah, it's a bit unsettling. I, I just just got used to uh, to, yeah. to how it was and and got used to this new way of star trekking, and then they flip it and put you into a darker situation where you know it's it's a much more sinister universe, much uh, much more cutthroat, much more violent. And um, it, I mean, there's a, there's a, a what you consider a major spoiler, so I won't describe it in that first episode back, and I can't believe that happened. It's like, see what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I was like screaming at the TV. We we're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's very, and 
it it's interested in the way that it 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 doesn't hold back on on switching things up and changing things around and no and, and you know how the characters continue or don't continue without you giving too much away and and it's um yeah it's it's very different and it's and, and the the biggest difference about this series of star trek for me is that most of the other series have been sort of one episode stories mm. or two episode stories at most maybe the odd three or four um but uh, generally you know, everything's wrapped up neatly at the end of every episode this is just one continuous story yes it's, it's well uh, possibly just say two two uh, two story arcs. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you put the first, the first was it first six or yeah, first six were pretty much self-contained. But at the very end of that sixth episode, it created the situation for the second half. But what I mean is like the characterization and those those the character building has continued. It's sort of oh yes, it's yeah. not so much episodic as as you know, no. serialistic, if that's even a word. Serialized, that's more like a <laughs> English. You can't you can't just watch one off and try and jump in, can you? No, that's that's exactly what I mean. Yeah, it, it, you can't. You know, with the next generation, you can literally pretty much pick any episode. You can watch it, and as long as you've seen a few, you know who the characters are, and you know what's going on. And mm. by the end of it, it's it's all wrapped up nicely, and and you know you can go off and pick another episode. And it doesn't matter what order you watch them in, really. I mean, you know, Riker's beard will be in different stages of growth, <laughs> but yeah, whatever. But this, you really have to watch, you know, in in sequence. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, it's it's good. It's not star trek as we know it but i think star trek has to evolve and it has to change um the only thing i worry about is that by doing that you're taking away some of the core essence of what star trek is and making it kind of a lot more like a lot of other sci-fi series so i i don't know i mean Wait, so they actually, do they actually call themselves the federation at the moment i can't remember yeah they do yeah they do. yeah but they're just it's just kind of I mean, obviously it's set pre pre Kirk. It is almost literally us just exploring space, almost, isn't it? Yeah. I say like, well, all the rules and regulations don't exist yet. Well, Spock's father is in it, Sarek. Oh yeah, yeah. And Burnham is kind of Spock's half step <laughs> brother. I don't know. I don't know whether she was. She was adopted, wasn't she? By yeah, you know, Spock's father. Um, so they're kind of related, um, but and it does reference Spock. Spock is out there doing something. Yeah. So it's kind of just before the whole Enterprise shizzle kicks off. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, it's difficult to place on a timeline. I, I I tried to find some nice diagrams, and I thought it was in the Kelvin timeline, but it's not. You, you know the the movies when they yeah when they spike off and the timeline is changed. Yes, that's the Kelvin timeline. Okay, and then you've got the Prime timeline, which is what all the other Star Treks are on. Yeah, and I thought this might be based on the Kelvin timeline, but it's not. It's on the Prime timeline, apparently. All right, okay. I mean, that's getting super nerdy about (laughs) stuff. Probably not worth doing that. Just enjoy it. Um, (laughs) So yeah, I I mean, it gets to Monday because they're shown on Sunday in in America, and um, they're shown. Uh, on netflix here <laughs> rubbing it in um <laughs> on, on on the monday we might get a day yeah. later but everyone can watch it because <laughs> it's kind of just on c is it cbs's yeah um, cbs all access for subscription so you have to uh, subscribe channel. to their service to to 
actually watch it over there except they've just put it onto amazon i think in in the united states but probably quite a bit behind i would have thought so yeah because that's that's the uh discovery is the main pool to make people sign up for cbs all access absolutely yeah so uh, i mean yeah there's that it's on netflix um something else coming <laughs> to netflix is black lightning uh, which, okay. which is a cw dc program i believe i think it's based on a dc character okay i'm pretty sure i probably will cross over with you know supergirl and Oh, that that universe, Arrow the, fl- and the Arrow and Flash, and yeah. I think so. I think it starts maybe this Thursday or next Thursday, sort of mid to late January here on Netflix. Um, but it's kind of weird because, uh, you know, all those shows in America. This is, you know, America has that good. Um, all these shows are on the CW. It makes sense. Yeah. they're all on the same network. All on the same, you know, yeah, network. Here. They're fucking everywhere. They're all in different places. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, the Arrow's on Amazon, isn't it? On Amazon, it was. And and the. Oh, Where's the rest? The, um, the Flash. Oh God, I don't know where they show the Flash. You can get it through Amazon, but you have. To, it's not part of Amazon <laughs> Prime. Oh Christ! Supergirl, no idea where you watch that. I think that's on like Sky, one of the Sky channels, and you have to be um, a satellite subscriber to that. I think. Um, is there another? Was there another show with a whole bunch of them working together? A whole bunch of heroes working together. Legend, like a, Legends of Tomorrow, I think. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I don't know, I don't where know that, that is either. <laughs> but you know, this one's on Netflix, and it's just like they're, they're all over the place, and you can watch some, but you can't watch all of them. It's bizarre. I don't know. I don't get it. Weird. But uh, it, yeah. So that started. So I'm probably going to give the first episode a, a watch of that and see yeah. how that goes. But uh, so much TV to watch, it's it's difficult to get through it all. I know. Hmm. Um, taking a slightly different tact, John. Uh, okay. I just want to touch on this. Um, Fast and Furious Live is coming to London. <laughs> it is. I've seen that. Yeah. I'm fascinated by this. I'm not going to buy tickets, though. That'd be extortionate, but yes, but yeah. But they're not that bad. Uh, <laughs> I, I may or may not have looked at the prices. Um, Did I read Vin Diesel showing up at the, the opening night or something? I'd be surprised if he didn't. They need some sort of big stunt to to advertise it, don't they? Will there be Will there be a huge screen that's got a like a, they could call it a gear cam, so you uh, can watch the cars going around the arena, but you can also glance up and see all the gear changes. I hope so. <laughs> Twelve gear car. Um. <laughs> so it's a, a running joke here. <laughs> yeah, so many gear changes. Um. But I, it looks. I think. I think it would be a really fun thing to see. And I think. Yeah, you know, we've probably discussed before. I've. I. I seen. I'm. I'm quite a fan of the first Fast and Furious film. And it's completely trashy. It's. It's awful. But it's <laughs> quite fun in the same way that Point Break is because it's effectively Point Break with cars. It's the same story. And um, I really enjoy Point Break, even though that's pretty awful as well in terms of <laughs> acting and storyline. And it's like it's, it's it's pretty, but it's fun and enjoyable. And and Fast yeah. and Furious is fun and enjoyable in that in that same way. Now, I I have seen I think I've seen Fast and Furious too. I, I think I've seen Tokyo Drift, but after that, pff, I haven't seen any of them. Um, <laughs> but um, that first one I thought was really fun. Um, but uh, you know, cars doing stunts in an arena surrounded by people—what could go wrong? <laughs> I think it'd be worth a look from one of the high seats. <laughs> I'm sure they have very high health and safety standards. I'm sure they do. Yeah, 
wasn't it that Spider-Man show in America where Spider-Man kept dying or something or getting injured? And really? The, the, the loads oh, of... Jimmy. During the Broadway show, I think no? so. I think they had to cancel it because they they couldn't they couldn't work out how to achieve the effects safely, could they? I think I think Spider Man. A few people got injured on that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, oh, yeah. There we go. Um, okay, books, John. I've just finished another book. First book of the year is down, and okay. uh, to be honest, it's one I started last year because it's a whopper. It's massive. It's uh, uh-huh. forty-three chapters of um, sci-fi. A drama a sci-fi space opera i suppose you would call it and uh, it's by alexander reynolds and it was called pushing the ice uh-huh um a massive book i bought it in um second hand shop the the library around our way they were going to close it so some guy bought it and turned, right. continues to maintain it as a library but it's funded self-funded and so they have a second-hand bookshop in there and um, when we finished it with our books, we donate, donate them to the library so they can sell it and keep it going. Cool. Um, so I go in there and I also buy books. So I give them like five books, which they can sell for a tenner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I buy a book for 12, for, for two quid. And, uh, and and I feel hard done by by that deal somehow. But, uh, <laughs> it's for a good cause. Yeah. So I took a chance on this book, mainly because it had a really cool cover. Oh, dodgy. <laughs> yeah. and um, Never was, judge a book by its cover. <laughs> I just finished, I think it was Artemis, the Andy Weir book that we discussed in the last one. Yeah. And I was looking for something quite short, really, just to cleanse my palate. And uh, I couldn't find the book I wanted. So I, I was like, oh, fuck it. I've got that sitting there. I'll watch it. Watch it? <laughs> I'll watch a book. <laughs> That's a whole other subject. There's this topic in there. Do you, uh, do you read audiobooks? <laughs> I mean, actually, it's not even worth discussing. No, you fucking idiot! <laughs> you listen to an audio book. You read a book. Anyway, carrying on. Um, so I had it sat there, so I thought oh, I'll give it a go. I picked it up. I couldn't put it down. It's amazing. Like absolutely detailed. Um, starts in the f- future. I think twenty fifty three, something like that. It's a. Uh, it's an ice sort of comet mining craft where they they mine ice and water um i think you know to to feed colonies and what have you to give them ice and water and Mm -hmm. um and then there's uh one of the moons i think it's around saturn i think it it was so long ago i started the book (laughs) i can't remember which planet it was um suddenly breaks orbit and starts moving out of the solar system right And, and they're like what the fuck's going on and this ship is the closest ship to it so their first responders they shoot off uh and and um and they head off to investigate why this moon has suddenly broken orbit and they realize it's because it's not a moon that's no moon <laughs> it's it, a space station <laughs> technically not a space station but it's a spacecraft no. ah. and um and yeah lots of things happen and, and events and it's got a real feel of like like the abyss or like you know um like close encounters it's got that real sort of gritty realistic sci-fi feel about it where you, like, yeah things are there because they, they need to be there functional the ship's functional it's not all glossy and sparkly and you know things break they have to fix them you know they're down and dirty they're miners they're doing a job they're, they're working people and um and there's all the conflict that comes along with that and um i mean this book spans millions of years of time like million a million years at least uh, probably more 
okay. in, in actual time. So you think you're starting in the future and you're going millions of years further into the future. Oh my God. And how the author imagines that. It's it's really fascinating. I don't want to spoil it because I, I would, I mean, most people are not going to read it, I'm sure, but it's absolutely fascinating you know, how they sort of meet different cultures and, and the reason why they end up getting dragged across space and to them, time is moving, you know, quite normally. Mm. But in actual fact, they're moving so fast that uh, that time is is actually going much faster than they think. And by the time they actually reach their final destination, Earth probably doesn't even exist anymore. It's crazy. It's like all these different right. concepts and and how they make contact with their past selves. Really fascinating, really great book. I I, I definitely give that one a five out of five. Great read. So there we go. That's my book review. Comic-wise, not really much to report this week. I've kind of been catching up on old comics uh, because, as I said in the last show, I buy a lot. I don't necessarily read a lot. And they um, they stack up and, um, and they're all in a, a long box behind the sofa. <laughs> um, so I've just been catching up on a, on a few uh, old comics, really. So uh, nothing much there. Anything else, John? No, I'm, I'm taking a, a, a break from uh, comics. I've decided to... Um... I think I'll stick to the sort of the the, the four issue series, six issue series, that kind of length. Mm, yeah. Because I was I was I was following Star Wars, but then uh, just the way my life works, I sometimes I I give comics a break for a while, and I come back to them and go, "What happened to the last issue? Oh Christ, I can't remember." <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, so like I've got ten or fifteen like, issues of stories, like long going, long running stories or or titles that yeah now i'm gonna go back to and i've got 15 issues i haven't read what happened in the last one exactly the same as you i can't it's difficult to pick up and then you sort of have to go back a few issues and read and like oh right okay yeah i remember what's going on there it's just it's a bit of a waste of time um i did (laughs) i I did go to my comic shop and pick up the latest batch (laughs) and um i did i struck poe dameron off the list um okay i've probably got seven issues of that to read and I'll probably regret it. I'll be like, oh, damn, it's just really good now. And I've cancelled it. <laughs> but I'll live with that. Uh, well, uh, with these, these new Star Wars comics come out, I, I, I just thought they were going to be limited runs. Yeah. So, oh, oh no, it's, it's, it's carrying on. It's not stopping. So Some, some of them are. Um, there's like Star Wars Citadels, I think it was called, or something like that. It's I remember the, the Han Solo one was quite good. Mm. There's one with the Han Solo backstory. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's in the film. Maybe, maybe that's why they stopped it. Like, don't do it anymore. <laughs> You're revealing the, the film too much. There'll be a new new comic now, Han Solo comic with the film coming out. Definitely, oh, probably. Yeah, it's like they tried to. Um, did you did you read the Rogue One adaptation? No, I didn't. know. they they tried to make it more than just an adaptation by putting extra scenes in. All <laughs> oh, right. To to reveal extra information that you don't get from watching the movie, which was nothing new, interesting there. Really, just. <laughs> I mean, as a kid, I used to get, I mean, I, I remember vividly the Return of the Jedi annual. And oh, it, yes, I had that. And it was basically the re- retelling of the story. The film in, in, in comic form, wasn't it? But even as a kid, I was such a nerd that I would look at it and go, that didn't happen. <laughs> that, or, <laughs> or that's not the way it happened. And, and yeah, I, I could never really, I'd read it like over and over. I've still got it somewhere. I, I read it over and over, but it never seemed yeah. quite right with me that uh, it wasn't quite accurate. <laughs> obviously, you, obviously, you find out later on. It's usually it's based on early material, isn't it? Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's, it's, 
Uh, I mean, the one I remember for the wrong reasons, uh, I remember picking up the... the uh, I used to have a whole, quite a lot of comic adaptations of films. I quite like re- enjoying reading them and seeing how they, they sort of linked, how they portrayed the movie. Hmm. Maybe, maybe it's online, you can go have a look at it. The, um, the comic adaptation of Terminator 2, it's fucking dire. Is it? <laughs> The story's right, the events are right, the artwork looked like it was done in someone's lunch break. What a bizarre adaptation it, to it make. It's really bad. Let's take a fairly violent 18 certificate film, to <laughs> turn it into a book for kids. <laughs> Such a weird concept. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's, it's like, it reminds me of a, uh, a YouTube video I watched just yesterday, like the, the top 10 toys for kids that are based on R-rated movies. It's true, there's been Revocop toys, Predator toys. Yeah, yeah, it's really strange. All sorts of strange toys. You know, these are R-rated movies, violent violent movies, and you're dumbing it down for kids to play with as plastic figures. Well, talking of... Uh, we started the show with Alien. Let's, let's finish the show with Alien. Okay. Uh, um, Ridley Scott recently is quoted to have said, or reported to have said, there's no reason why the Alien franchise couldn't be as popular as the Star Wars franchise. Okay. I'm like, mate, hang on a second. Alien is essentially a sci-fi horror film. Yeah. I think the sort of key component of the Star Wars franchise that makes it popular and accessible is that it's a family film. (laughs) (laughs) People of pretty much any age can watch it. Uh, You're missing a huge part of the market with the Alien franchise. Uh, by not making it family friendly, and if you do that, it will be really shit. So um, I, I, I don't know what he's thinking recently. He's come out with like a lot of statements in quick succession the last yeah really. few weeks. I mean, because he, he said, "Oh, I think the, the first thing he said a little short while back was, I've got an idea for another two Alien films.'" Hmm. Uh, and then he goes, "Oh, I know where to take the character of um, David, the, uh, the the android from the last two films." and you're like, well, surely the the alien films are about the aliens. Yeah, not, should be. Not, not not about. Oh, let's let's see what this uh is this brilliant uh piece of AI called David gets up to. I don't care what he gets up to. Well, I, I mean, suppose. I, I mean, the, I, the original films were about yeah. Ripley more than. Well, yeah, because she's the common link, isn't she? And her relationship what... with the aliens, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, look 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 what the comics have done. Mm. They've 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 had all sorts of different situations. That just happen to have the aliens plonked in them, and you get all sorts of different stories. Why do we have to keep linking it to a continuous story I don't over know, and over again? I don't know if it ever happened, but there was supposed to be a crossover from Dark Horse Comics that was um, Alien and the Next Generation, Star Trek: The Next Generation. Oh, that's an interesting one. I don't know if that. I don't. Re- I, I, I think not the last. I think you remember something like that. Not, not the last Comic Con, but the one before. They announced that that yeah. was that was coming. Um, I'm going to have to do a search on the net now after this, see what happened to that. Uh, yeah, Comixology read, is, uh, is yeah. your friend, I'm sure. Um, well, I've read, I've read uh, Dread versus Aliens. That's actually really good. That. Mm. Yeah, well, they they have you know they have the rights to these, or they have the licenses for these characters or these products, and uh, yeah. and they're able to cross them over in in some interesting ways. Yeah, interesting. Uh, so that's yeah. it. That's it, John. Uh, another successful episode of Jump the Shark. Well, I think we Indeed. managed to jump the shark successfully again. I think we did. So until jump, next... Jump, jump the ghost shark. Jump the... So it's a Pirates of Caribbean reference. <laughs> Wouldn't get it. No. <laughs> Johnny Depp. Um, that's all I know. 
so yeah, with that with that in mind, um, thanks for that bit of information, John. We are going to wrap up the show, John. Bye bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> So many ready for any 20 minute time slot Throw your confetti, I'm rolling heavy on a broad walk Shining light on societal blind spots Call the vice squad, call the night's watch on me I'm a half black rapper, half white walker zombie I know you never heard of Tribe 1 and Rocky But you're gonna wanna have us on your iPod promptly Went against the grain and they portrayed me as a rebel I don't wanna change the game, I wanna play a different level And this beat is so goddamn dope, no joke I almost wish you could've stayed an instrumental I've been following a dream since barely 18 Suckers dare to compare like they're the same thing But if this was just Another harebrained scheme Why am I flyer than an airplane wing? And we jump like we never had to walk on solid ground And we rock like we don't know how to turn the volume down And we dance like we never wore a tux or ballroom gown You'll know when you see us Cause we work like we didn't have an ocean between us Form. I was forged in a furnace, and I only want your support when I've earned it. So save your money till you're sure I deserve it. Until then, download it, torrent, and burn it. I'm not concerned with Grammys or Cloud. I'd rather hit the galaxy and read the salmon of doubt. No friends, only fam is the chant that we shout. Trying to make the world better and our families proud. It's just a matter of time before we get to the top. On the rise like Legos and Tetris blocks. Stacking real hip-hop, electric pop, Celtic rock, and anything else you got. Throw it in the melting pot for a mixture of sacred ancient artifacts. Blending indie rock guitar and early party raps. Yeah, we're talented, but how do you market that? Just call it Malibu Shark Attack.